0: You know, I read it in a magazine. E- ho- ho- ho. Be me, be 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 mo in the wake up, back with be more nights. <clears throat> mm, 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 mm. Wake up, make with be mo mo bo bo bo. Be mo in the wake up, make with be more nights.
1: <laughs> You're not gonna do that. What's be-, mo. <laughs> be mo. Be <laughs> mo.
0: Do it again, sweetheart. Bemo BAMO! Bemo! 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 And I wake up big be with Bemo Nights!
1: Oh, N! Night! night. night. I hate it.
0: Bemo! <laughs> Alright, sweetheart, let's start the show. Before I get too carried away in this motherfucker, man. Mm. Morning good, morning good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning and good morning welcome back to an episode of wake and bake with bmo yeah i'm your host Bemo cultural analyst i don't know what the fuck else i can call myself this morning welcome back to another episode of wake and bake with bmo this is your chance to get abreast of the new blueprints the strategies that we'll be implementing for a better black future i like that i like that strategies the wake and bake with bmo program is where we discuss strategies for a new black culture, we appreciate y'all for joining us. We are for blackness, to blackness, above blackness, from blackness, through blackness, all that black. We black, black, black lady, black, black, black. Uh, but before we get too deep into the show, let's make sure we say good morning to the melanin of my skin, okay? What? <laughs> the shea butter of my ankles, you feel me? Good morning <laughs> to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house.
1: You want it, sweetheart?
0: How you feeling this morning, sweetheart? Pretty
1: good, how you
0: feeling? I feel like we just woke up a couple minutes ago. <laughs> Mouth a little lazy. But I hope we can get through today's show. We're not, not hope. We are going to get through today's show because we got some great topics.
1: What did I say? Uh, tip of the tongue and the teeth and the lips. Yeah, tip
0: of the tongue, <laughs> the teeth, and the lips. All right. I think I'm awake now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> We have some great topics for you this morning. Before we even get to the topics, we want to shout out to folks at the Washington Informer Bridge, Bridge WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. They keep you abreast on all the black things that are happening within the D.C. area and nationally and internationally. We look at the Washington Informer as such a great inspiration, as we keep telling y'all before, 100% focused on black, but 87% of their viewership is white. But they have not focused their attention on the white viewership at all. Mm-mm. Yet still they rise, sweetheart. <laughs> still they rise. So we appreciate the Washington Informer Bridge. Make sure you go check them out. Also, go check out the new blueprint newsletter, bmobrown.substack.com. The later house is put up the lower third right now. Definitely go check out the, the blueprint. The last blueprint that we put out was uh, a recap of our New Blueprint Parlor, which we have the next date for that one. Uh, because it's you and I, and you and I, and you and I, I can go ahead and tell you that it will be on September 2nd. September 2nd, the next New Blueprint Parlor. You won't forget because, as you know, I'm going to flood your ass with all the marketing assets as as much as possible, which includes, sweetheart, you know what that means. I'm going to go into a deep dive on some random skill and After Effects to get the mm-hmm. thing that I need. And you're going to be watching me cry and witness all these things and me learning. That's okay, though. <laughs> we do it for the people. So make sure you go check out com If you need to put five on it, put five on it. If you can't handle the five, just let me know. I'll put you on scholarship, baby. It ain't no problem at all. All right, sweetheart. We got some great topics for the show this morning.
2: Okay.
0: It's Thursday, so you knows we got to come up with our finalist for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. I'm excited to hear that the people in the street are starting to put some reverence on the Paul <laughs> Robeson Negro of the Week Award. It is... That's
1: kind of crazy. You're <laughs>
0: Right. It is the best thing that can happen to you through the week. Oh, pray that one day you will be the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Also, um, we have... Uh, what I think will be the 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 topic of my next new blueprint newsletter, I've been thinking about. Unfortunately, I've been thinking about somebody I have shouldn't be thinking about. And then I wanna I wanna pose a question, Sweet Eye. But also because it's Thursday, we have a new segment. You know what that segment is? It's time for the
2: Sweet Arch Random Black Fact. <laughs>
0: I'm working on the drop. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's <was> aggressive. <laughs> 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 Are we ready for the Sweethearts Random Black Fact? Yeah, it's, it's a little aggressive. A little random. bit much? A little, a little sweethearts out. <laughs> Random Black Fact. Uh, black Fact. Black Fact.
1: Okay. Um, well, see, I was trying to find one that goes with our, our topics today. You know, it can be random. Yeah, right. That's why it's from the miscellaneous section.
0: Oh! <laughs> okay, I'm ready.
1: Okay. Lord, this dog...
0: Yeah. such a bad dog you're not a, yeah. you're not a good boy you're not a good boy, you're a good boy. We always,
1: you, you're always barking alright so the most ancient names for so called black people are Nehesu or Nubian Ethiopian and more from ancient Egypt and Negro or Negrita from West Africa all of the above are native African words Negro is probably the oldest as the Negritos are the oldest known branch of the human race Negro comes from the river Niger
0: Nice. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. That was legit. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Niger found its way into Latin, and since the people from that region were dark-skinned, Niger, negra, negrum came to mean black. Negro, negrito, negrita means the people of the great river. Black and colored, like white, are on the other hand European words. Ethiopian and Moor were popularly popra, popularly used to describe the so-called blacks until fifteen hundred. Shakespeare uses Negro only once and uses it synonymously with more. Africa comes from the ancient Egyptian Afrika, like A-F dash dash K A or "Kafrika," the land of the kafir. Mm. There's a little, there was proof to that. Okay. Okay, so for the history of the word, Niger and Negrita, from which Negro comes, see Sir William Smith's Dictionary of Greek and Roman Geography, Volume 2, page 429, as well as pages... 1996, and 7. Also, Journal Royal Society, Volume 2, pages 1 through 28, published in 1832 by W.M. Leake, who says, with regard to the African origin of Niger, more than one celebrated writer have fallen into the error of supposing Niger, a Latin word. Also, Sir Rufus Donkin, the Niger, page 16, 144, and Mm -hmm. Gerald Massey, a book of the beginnings, Volume 2, page 610. For the origin of Ethiopia, see Volume 1, page 36 of the latter work. Black and colored, on the other hand, have no historic meaning whatsoever for African peoples. Black, from the Anglo-Saxon black, B L A E C, has most horrible meanings. See any large dictionary. Colored is related to the Latin colorare, to conceal, to color up, to paint a thing other than
0: its true light. Not the Anglo-Saxon words. Uh <laughs> <Right>. Uh-uh. <laughs>
1: Thus, the tendency to decry Negro on the ground that it means slavery is sheer ignorance. Oh! (laughs) For instance, a Negro newspaper took a poll of its readers some years ago, and they chose colored. But the Jim Crow car, that greatest degrader of American citizenship, is usually marked colored. Mm. The majority of this paper's circulation is in the South. Did they choose colored so as to be in line with the Jim Crow policy? Still, another paper used race man— which makes the uninitiated think race of, man, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: terrible, right? Which makes the uninitiated think of the racetrack. Another very racial group uses chooses black, which, as was said, is positively a white man's word. Of course, there is only one race, the human race. But of all the names used by the stronger group in America to set the darker-skinned citizen apart, Negro is the least objectionable. Not only is it very ancient, but it has a record in America of four centuries of fortitude, endurance, and survival power, rare in the annals of mankind. Negro is making splendid progress towards prestige in such terms as Negro spirituals, Negro boxer, Negro music, Negro athlete, Negro Negro soldier, Negro loyalty. There is not a single noted name that was not once used in contempt or is still even so used in parts of the world. Christian, Anglo-Saxon, Scotch, Irish, English, American, Yankee, all were once very much looked down on. Shakespeare's use of Negro deals with miscegenation. Merchant of Venice uh, 3, verse 42. I have dealt more at length on the subject in an article called, What Shall We Call Ourselves?
0: Go back. Give me the original three names again. Just um, the beginning of the fact.
1: Yeah. Nehesu or Nubian. Nubian. Ethiopian and Moor from ancient Egypt. Moor. And Negro or Negrita from West Africa. Wow. And they're all native African words.
0: Nubian, Moor, and Negro. Mm-hmm. These are our original titles.
1: Yeah.
0: Which means the ancient Africans didn't see us as one people. They saw us from coming from different geographic locations, which is, you know, the normal way that you segregate people. Oh, where are you from? I'm from the North side. Okay. For sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for sure. Also, niggas love being from their part of town. Let me tell you something. <laughs> um, I remember having a conversation when I was sleeping with Superman that, uh, uh, what would be our preferred word there was like five of us that was like call us negroes yeah because negro feels most appropriate i didn't have any evidence before but now that i'm hearing that negro comes from the niger river again mm-hmm. niggas love they side of town right
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right
0: especially you, you see what's happening in niger right now no. i know we don't talk a lot about international things right now um And I only know so much. I got to holler at my people who are more uh, uh, um, aware of international subjects. But from what I'm seeing, I think Niger is bucking back. I think they have kicked the French out of their country, uh, like on some revolutionary shit. And I think they are taking some measures to regain some of the cultural artifacts that were stolen from Niger. Wow. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, now if somebody on the line knows better, let me know. But if for uh, as much as I know, when I'm when I'm reading my newspaper in the morning, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that the folks in Niger are like, uh-uh. <laughs> Makes me proud. Okay, okay. Thank you, sweetheart, for that random black fact. You're welcome, sweetheart. So uh, uh, that random Negro fact. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right, you know, season four has been about separating ourselves us, from race. And I told the people there may be a day where I stopped accepting black as my identification. Yeah. It looks like we're getting closer and closer to Negro. That's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate the random Negro fact. That was good. Yeah. That. <laughs> very good, very good. Okay. Uh, we have some other things that we want to talk about this morning. Um, how long have we been on? About 20 minutes?
1: Uh, 12.
0: 12 minutes okay never mind uh, okay uh, let's go to let's talk about the queer wage gap okay I I have some BMO logic here okay doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right doesn't necessarily mean that I'm wrong but if you pull up the question there's a question that a friend of the show good friend of mine asked on X Twitter uh, that made me go hmm I wanna put some I wanna put some thought into that. Read the question for y'all. Would you pull it up already? Mm-hmm.
1: When niggas be homophobic and a gay nigga got the most money in the room, I wonder how they be feeling. You know niggas love money. <laughs> what a question, right? right?
0: When niggas be homophobic and a gay nigga walk in a room, how do these niggas feel? <laughs> and here's how I um here's how I'm in here's how I'm interpreting the question. Uh Um, when we talk about masculinity, what it means to be a man, if you polled 100 niggas, I'm pretty sure at least 80 of them niggas would be like, we got to provide and protect, right? (laughs) We got to provide and protect, and niggas will connect provision and protection to monetary gains. So as long as I'm making the money, to provide and protect, I can buy my way into masculinity. I don't know if niggas is realizing that what they're saying, but when I hear niggas say, our job as men is to provide and protect, and then they directly align that provision and protection to something that is an output of commerce, it's like, bro, you can't buy your way into masculinity. Mm-hmm. You can't work a job your way into masculinity. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of this conversation, because we're thinking about the perspective of these homophobic ass sons of Samuels. I don't even know if Kevin Sands was homophobic, so I'm just going to say these homophobic ass niggas think that money and masculinity are connected to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so then this question poses, if I'm homophobic and a gay man is making more money than me, does that mean that gay man is, is more man than I am.
1: <laughs> hey, that makes also, me...
0: Huh? i go ahead. No, what you about to say?
1: I was going to say, also, just because he's gay doesn't mean he's less masculine. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. It has nothing to do with his masculinity at all. <laughs> right. But for the same niggas who connect commerce mm-hmm. to masculinity as if it's something that you can buy, yeah. what do you say then to the gay man who is making more money than you? <laughs> Is it that masculinity and commerce have no connection at all, or to you homophobic men, can you learn how to be a man from a gay man? (laughs) Either you can't buy your way into masculinity, or you're the real bottom. (laughs) Wow. That shit makes me giggle. So I'm sitting. I'm, I'm thinking about the answer to that question, sweetheart. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If the men who think that masculinity is connected to commercial and commerce success, and they have gay men who are making more money than them, then in their logic, gay men are more masculine than them, right? Mm-hmm. So then I just thought, like, I wonder. I wonder what the queer wage gap is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Pull it up, sweetheart. So I, I looked on, I, I did some research this morning. I did my own research, which I know is a cuss word in the COVID times, but not till 2024, Bimo, not till 2024. <laughs> um so here's what I found. The wage gap is as follow following for queer folks. Uh and this is the general wage gap, right? 97% for LBGTQ plus uh white workers, 90%, 97% for white workers, 90% for uh queer Latin workers, eighty cents to the dollar for queer Black workers, seventy cents to the dollar for queer uh, uh, Native American, Indigenous American workers. Go to the next one. Sweetheart. It's a little quick thing. You already clicked good? Yeah. I, well, I, I can't read that fast. <laughs> I gotta wait for it to come up on the big screen unless you want to read it.
1: Okay, so it's ninety-seven cents for men in the LGBTQ community you got it I
0: got it now okay. so for men in the LBG it's 96 cents to the dollar for the men 87 cents for the women 70 cents for the non-binary people 70 cents for trans men
1: another one
0: there is another one go ahead go ahead <laughs> I hope people are keeping these uh uh these cents in their mind because there is a magic number that I want niggas to understand here in a moment because we're going to go through it again Four. Uh, Asian American LBGT queer queer folks, women, it's a dollar dollar, it's a match. For white queer women, 96 cents to the dollar. For black queer women, 85 cents to the dollar. For Native American, Indigenous American queer women, it's 75 cents to the dollar. Sweetheart, go to the next thing. Go to the next thing. Because the question now is okay, so what's just the general wage gap for just black men in general, for black folks, so black—is it black men, black people? What is the general wage gap for the black worker? What's it say right there?
1: After all, even with the recent progress, the median black worker makes 21% less than the median white worker. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Sweetheart, sweetheart. That means, let's just say that the average black man is the average black worker, mm-hmm. which is not the case because, you know, black men are not making as much money or have as much jobs as black women. But let's just say it is 21%. That's 21 cents less to the dollar. That means black men are making 79 cents to the dollar. Click the next bucket again because this, this is what I love to see. The, na- the magic number is now black men are at 79 cents of the dollar. Let's look at all the other queer intersections and see who's making more money. So queer white workers are making more money than black folks, queer Latin workers are making more money than black folks, queer black folks making more money than black folks. <laughs> I'm laughing, go to the next one. I'm laughing because the ridiculous question of our friend Parrish is actually the reality. Right. (laughs) When a gay nigga walks into the room, he is making uh, 96 cents to the dollar versus the 79 cents to the dollar that a regular nigga is making. (laughs) That's crazy. So these homophobes who are connecting commerce to provision and protection, claiming that to be manhood, are less men by their definition than the queer people that they oppose. Sweetheart. <laughs> I don't know. I just maybe there's just some BMO logic. I don't know. It just is funny to me. Mm. <laughs> I think it's funny how
2: <laughs>
0: uh heterosexual, cisgendered men believe that they have more access to masculinity because of their ability to provide and protect based on their definition of making money and providing for their homes. But in actuality, their queer uh, uh, peers are more financially successful to them. So based on their own logic, they are more masculine than they are. Mm -hmm. They hate masculinity, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing at these niggas right now. I'm laughing at you niggas right now. Woo! We got the comments. <laughs> what would you got to say? Sweetheart
1: No, that's actually wild. That <laughs> it's a clear difference. Like based on like an anecdotally, I can I can kind of tell. But seeing the numbers, you know, this is crazy. Exactly. Um, we got oh. Good morning to the Vibe Tribe and Kendall.
0: Good morning, y'all. Hey, good, morning. good morning.
1: And then Kendall says, also, race man sounds like the worst superhero ever. Oh, oh race man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I came to endure <laughs> oppression. <laughs> right. Jesus.
1: And Chris Allen said, Lord, counterparts are cooking. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> I'm talking good <again> now. <laughs> yeah. Good morning to y'all, man. Good morning. Good morning. You got to, What you got to say, sweetheart? Well, you, yeah, just said it. Yeah. you said it already. You yeah. said it. It's, it's kind of obvious anecdotally. Yeah. And then I think about it too. Like, yeah, the queer men in my life are making way more money than the straight niggas in my life. Oh, yeah. my God.
1: Because they be fly as hell. And it's not cheap. It is not cheap.
0: <laughs> it's not cheap. Oh, man. All right. Let's do this then, sweetheart. Right, let's take a quick break. We're going to watch uh, Michael Robinson featuring Tashir. We're going to watch that tone, Che, and we'll be right back with more Awake and Make with oh. Squeaky. Yeah. Jeez. What we got on? <laughs> i All right, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Awakey Bake with b Yeah, Uh, That was Michael Robinson featuring Tashira hit song, Tone Che, One Word. Make sure y'all check that out on all social media platforms, including here on YouTube. Social media platforms. On all streaming platforms, including right here on YouTube. We need to see that video's Increase in views by a thousand. Okay, uh, we appreciate our girl Lydia for illustrating that situation. Such a beautiful illustrations, uh, and Micah Robinson and Tashira, and then of course our executive producer, Mr. Baki Thomas. Make sure you follow them on all social media platforms. I think it's Micah D E Robinson at Tashira. Uh, it's as black as it sounds. And then we got Baki Thomas also. If you wanna see where the bread is coming from. We just finished a conversation, a couple of conversations. We had the sweethearts Random Black Fact in which we learned that the original three words to to describe who we are as a people were Nubian, uh, Moor, and Negro. Mm -hmm. It seems like Moor's coming up from West Africa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nubian's coming from... No, no, so North Africa is Mm -hmm. Moor's are coming from North Africa. The uh, Nubian seems to be coming more from West Africa. And then we have... Uh, the Negroes coming from sub Saharan Africa down in Niger and etc. So, those are the new terms. We appreciate sweetheart, on those black those black facts. We also just answered the question uh, a very interesting question. If you got time, go rewind that and make me laugh. We have a couple more things that we want to talk about. Uh, one, I want to do our blunt manifestations, but I got to finish rolling this blunt first. See, I can't do the blunt manifestations and the lighter over there, too. If you can pass me that, um. The, let's see here. The next topic is a little strange. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. It's a little strange because I'm going to ask some questions uh, that I think we need to be in, in wartime mindset to think about. Wartime mindset. The lady at the house actually brought something up to me the other day. I think it might have been yesterday, actually. She talked about um, reparations for the people of Tulsa. You want to give me a quick little brief on that, sweetheart, Why I finish rolling this month?
1: So, I want to say it was, they brought the case to the Oklahoma uh, circuit judge, or whatever it's called, you know, and they denied the request, or the appeal, mm-hmm. to receive reparations for the, at first it was supposed to be for the descendants of the Tulsa massacre, massacres, mm-hmm. but they denied that too, so it ended up being the third, survivors who are well over 100 at this point yeah so that was overturned in or denied in july so yep. now they're bringing the case to the oklahoma supreme court yep yeah
0: okay so uh if i remember my constitutional law process correctly
2: mm-hmm. we
0: went through the circuit court got denied they appealed to the supreme court the supreme court is going to hear the case yeah right let's say the Supreme Court accepts the plea, mm-hmm. right? And then the people, the state of Oklahoma could then uh, appeal to the, the federal Supreme Court and we could hear that, we could hear a case for reparations in front of the federal Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. That's one way. Let's say the survivors of the of the Tulsa massacre lose. They could then appeal to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court agrees to hear the case. Then we'll hear a case of reparations on the Supreme Court. And either way, I have a suspicion, not guaranteed, and either way, I have a suspicion, and if I've done my law thinking correctly, I have a suspicion that this case of supreme, this case of reparations will be heard in front of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same Supreme Court in which we just lost affirmative action, the same Supreme Court in which we just lost uh, private or business, like it's race-based um, race-based applications and race-based business practices, the same Supreme Court that took down Roe v. Wade, the same Supreme Court uh, that is flooded by conservative judges who are not interested in the progressive future. That's where we could hear a case for reparations. And if a case for reparations is struck down in the federal Supreme Court, then I bet you a th- I bet you golly, it'll take us another 100 years to figure out how we are gonna get reparations federally, right? I have a thought. Privately though, like I do have a thought about some of these, some institutions could pay the reparations bill, but you know, that's another conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, So in this wartime thinking, <clears throat> I think I have a solution, sweet dog. It's gonna be ridiculous though. <laughs> but before we get to the ridiculous solution, let me go ahead and get these blunt manifestations out the way. Uh, Last time my blunt manifestations, what was I talking about? Uh, Being closer to my family, yeah. was that last time? Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Today's blunt manifestations. We do have some TV show appearances coming up. I want to manifest some long-term deals with them. I want to manifest uh, some success happening on those on those television shows. I believe we're doing uh, HBCU week this Monday and Tuesday. Oh, which reminds me, y'all, before we like before we like to blunt, we will be out next Tuesday, maybe next Thursday. I do gotta go into my TV mode uh, next week. Uh, so we'll be out on next Tuesday This will be the last episode that you'll get for TV Mo TV Mo Not TV Mode. Right. TV Mo Yes I want to manifest some success Happening on there Maybe another Emmy nomination Definitely want to make sure it's a, a smooth process I got to rent a car I got to go to Baltimore I'm going to make sure we all safe there Those are my blunt manifestations What you got sweetheart? Mm. Are you not doing blunt manifestations? <laughs>
1: No, I am, but <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll piggyback off yours that <laughs> everything goes well. That you know, that's all you yeah. to into um, a permanent situation. Maybe you get a TV show.
0: Yeah, TV show would be so live. Even if it's even like if it just starts off with I'm doing cultural correspondence on the NPT on NPT News. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got little stories that come up every week. Like that's popping. That would be great. And I know it won't all happen at one time. It's not like they're going to give me the Arsenio, Arhen, Arsenio Hall show tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm manifesting. But I hope I can get on the pathway. You feel me?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, sweetheart. Um, So. Perfect time for the month. Because this is going to be a ridiculous thing I'm about to say. <laughs> sweetheart, I, I believe... <sighs> Yeah, we are in a desperate situation. Okay. Uh, we did an episode during season two about whether the Supreme Court should exist or not. I don't believe it should. I think it's an authoritarian system that is completely unnecessary to rulemaking, especially if you have two systems that are already watching each other. But that's not the purpose of the conversation because the Supreme Court already exists. Mm-hmm. In that same episode, we reviewed how the Supreme Court has not made one proactive decision for the benefit of Black folks. The Supreme Court has always been in response to cases brought on behalf of Black folks, in which they are responding sometimes negative negatively. Remember, "Separate but Equal" mm-hmm. was first, okay, and that's uh, and then then Thurgood Marshall got on the case, and now it's the Brown versus Board of Education, which is uh, still leading us into very inequitable situations today. But it's the best that we got, so we do the best that we can. That being said, the the Supreme Court is still a temporary measure that we need to use in order to get to a more liberated space. And sweetheart, I seen a chink in the armor. So I have a ridiculous question to ask. Sweetheart, can we buy back Clarence Thomas? (laughs) (laughs) Can we buy back Clarence Thomas? Now, I don't know much about Supreme Court Justice Clarence, but here's a couple of things I do know. He is black. <laughs> and maybe my Afro optimism is fooling me here, but I always feel like the talented 90th thing, right? Mm-hmm. All of us, 90% of us have the tools to save ourselves. Now, Clarence Thomas might be in that 10%. Maybe, but let's say he's not. let's say he's not and my biggest evidence to say that he's not in that 10% is that before Clarence Thomas became the Clarence Thomas that we knew which is the conservative judge which is the person who touches his aides in the office uh, the scarlet letter conservative you might have put some more juice in there Clarence Thomas would attend Black Panther meetings you heard what I said, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> he would attend Black Panther meetings. Now, that was a long time ago. Black Panther's been gone, okay? Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, I feel like like if I'm looking at Darth Vader, there's a little bit of good in there. There's a little bit of good in there. <clears throat> and the reason why I say buy back, because it's become, apparently, it has become dangerously clear to us, sweetheart. And you have to put up Clarence Thomas here in a minute because I got to read. It's become very clear to us, that uh, Clarence Thomas has been paid off to a certain degree. Now, is he trash? Probably. Is he very conservative? Absolutely. But to a certain degree, I have to believe, and it could be, again, my Afro-optimism, my greatest foolishness that lives within me, I have to believe that at one point, Clarence Thomas was on the line, at least. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to go the black way, I don't know if I want to go the conservative way, but I just have to believe that at one point, Clarence Thomas was at least on the line. What's the CPU uses at right now?
1: 44%. Okay, we're
0: good. And so if I believe that Clarence Thomas was on the line, I have to also believe that he was persuaded from that line because of the unethical gifts that Clarence Thomas has received from the conservative side of the line. Mm-hmm. Shall I read some? Yeah. Because I actually feel like, uh, and again, greatest fool, Afro-optimism, I feel like we have a chance to buy back Clarence Thomas. Let me just read some of these. Um, we have gifts from so a Nega and Novali. I don't know who these, fuck these people are, but ProPublica reported that during his tenure on the Supreme Court, Thomas has accepted gifts including at least 38 destination vacations, wow. 26 private jet flights, VIP sports packages, helicopter flights... Private res- private resort stays and a standing invitation to a private golf club, which ProPublica noted was almost certainly an undercount, particularly from Berkshire Hathaway exclusive exit. Excuse me, Berkshire Hathaway executive David Sokol, late billionaire H. Wayne Huizinga, and Apex Oil CEO Paul Tony Novelli. These are gifts from these people. They these people gave him. All of these gifts, right? (laughs) none of which were disclosed on Thomas's federal disclosure forms. Now, sweetheart, I have Mm -hmm. read some of these. We just heard some of these. I got to say, if you were going to bribe a nigga, (laughs) this is how you bribe a nigga. You bribe a nigga with 38 destination vacation. Hey, nigga, you trying to go to Jamaica? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You trying to, what what I say all the time? I need my money to go where? To go to Fiji. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you trying to go to Fiji? Yeah, I'm trying to go to Fiji. 26 private jet flights so he can flex VIP sports passes this nigga wanted to go to the game <laughs> let me read the next one Horatio Alger Associations ProPublica reports um, built off a New York Times report that Thomas a longtime member of Horatio Alger Association which was created to dispel mounting belief that the American dream was no longer attainable has for years accepted gifts from a broad cohort of wealthy and powerful friends, who belong to the group, including people who uh, with business before the Supreme Court, receiving such benefits, such gifts, such as luxury trips, and this nigga got a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> That's crazy. Does this sound like white bribes to you? This sound like something you would bribe a white man with? Absolutely no. not. Hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, Harlan, Harlan Crow Trips. ProPublica first reporter Thomas has for years accepted trips from GOP, mega donor, and developer Harlan Crow, including on his private jet and super yacht without disclosing them on his reports. Superyacht. A super yacht? So, hold on, hold on. So this this is a second set of destination trips now. Oh, wow. This is not the same set. This is the second is not set. Out of the 38? Mm, this is different from the 38. Wow. This is different from the private jet. It's a different set. Okay, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> we're not done yet. <laughs>
1: oh, you didn't get to the best part. <laughs> I
0: ain't got to the best one yet. I ain't got to the best one We're not done yet. Uh, okay. Harlan Crow, they paid a tuition. Now, uh, uh. Claire Thomas don't got no kids. No. So whose tuition did they pay? Hold on. Pro Republica reported Thursday Crow also paid two years of tuition for Thomas's grandnephew, Mark Martin, <laughs> because Mark Martin's daddy wasn't in the picture. That's why. <laughs> Whom the justice has had custody of to attend two private schools in 2000s, which cost $6,000 per month at one school's... Um, And similarly was not disclosed before. They pan the boys' school. Uh huh.
1: You said grandnephew. That means one of his siblings' grandchildren. That's right. One of his siblings'
0: grandchildren. He has custody of. You know how ghetto that is? That's some ghetto shit. I just want to remind the people where we at so far. We got VIP passes to the gang. We got destination vacations. Two sets. We have a Super Bowl ring. We have trips. Two sets of trips on his private jet and one trip on the super yacht, oh. including uh, tuition to his grandnephew's school. You
1: said the sports. Uh,
0: the yes, the is- VIP sports packaging. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm not done yet. (laughs) I'm not done yet. Jeannie Thomas, conservative activism. Jeannie Thomas, his wife, is a right-wing activist which has raised a considerable ethics concern about the overlap between her and her husband's work, particularly as the New York reported, groups uh, she's been involved with have submitted briefs before the Supreme Court, including a group that has weighed in on the court's pending case about affirmative action in university admissions. He is also helping his wife and her little friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's black as hell.
0: I'm going to put my wife and her little friends on too. Mm-hmm. my grandnephew going to school right. for free. Mm-hmm. I get to be on the yacht. I got two trips <laughs> uh, around the world to all destinations on private jets and super yachts. Hold on. I'm not done yet. Cause it, hold on. The blackest one ain't there yet. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jeannie Thomas Leonard Leo. Leo, conservative judicial activist who spent billions of on efforts to reshape the federal courts, including the Supreme Court, told then conservative poster Kellyanne Conway to give Jeannie Thomas another 25k through a nonprofit group he advises, which then filed a brief with the Supreme Court, but concealed, the payment, but cons- uh, concealed that the payment was for her. The post reports telling Conway no mention of Genie, of course, which means they paid through the non—they gave Jeannie Thomas, Clarence Thomas, twenty-five thousand dollars through the nonprofit. Put me on, put my wife on, mm-hmm. put my son on, put my business on. <laughs> Hold on, not done yet. There's the best one that's still to come. I promise you, Genie <laughs> Thomas, twenty twenty election. Thomas pushed efforts to overturn the 2020 election results as her husband was hearing cases on it, including sending text messages to then White House Chief of of Staff Mark Meadows, who I believe was indicted on the RICO the other day. (laughs) Which fueled calls for Thomas to resign or face impeachment over perceived conflict of interest. That means Clarence Thomas is directly colluding with someone who's at a RICO charge right now. (laughs) That's so His man's got a (laughs)
1: RICO.
0: We got destination vacations, (laughs) trips on private jets, pay off my son's uh, uh, student costs, his school costs, put my wife on, put my wife and her little friends on, put my business on, and my man's got a RICO charge. I'm not done. (laughs) We got two more. Uh. January 6th. Jeannie Thomas has also confirmed she briefly attended the rally on January 6th that preceded the attack on the Capitol building and publicly criticized the House January 6th committee and and the justice has come under fire for failing to recuse himself in the case concerning former President Donald Trump's records being overturned, being turned over to the committee in which he was the only justice to dissent and believed that the record should have been withheld. Got caught there, and then the last one. This is my favorite one, right? Jeannie Thomas funding. Um, wait, is it any? Oh, I'm just I'm gonna say it separately. The post reported in March that a conservative group. Uh Jeannie Thomas formed in twenty nineteen had raised nearly six hundred thousand from anonymous donors funded through a white ring think tank that filed an brief at the Supreme Court during the same time. And the ethics expert, experts said Clarence Thomas should have recused himself in the case if his wife was paid by the group. And then finally, financial disclosures. Thomas has made a series of errors and omissions on financial disclosures, uh, which the Washington Post reported includes reporting real estate income for decades from a company that shut down in 2006 and has in the past had to amend his financial disclosures many a time, including, including, to, including after failing to report his wife's income in 2000. Part of that real estate income, uh, part of that real estate income gift also included one of these people buying the house of Clarence Thomas's mother. <laughs> they bought his mama house. They bought his mama house. Clarence Thomas has received gifts that includes his mama's house, (laughs) his mans with a Rico charge, his private nonprofit, his wife and his little friends, personal trips around the world on all types of mediums, and tuition for his adopted son, which is his grandnephew. Sweetheart. (laughs) I feel like we are in a revolutionary wartime right now. in which we have to use all tools as possible. Mm -hmm. If I calculated all of these gifts and let's just say it was a million dollars, should the black billionaires, should the black wealth, should the black 1% get together, pull their mother and should we buy back Clarence Thomas? I think so. Do you think it's possible? Do you think it's possible that we could match the black gifts of these white conservative people? (laughs) So I got to ask you the Jurassic Park question. Okay. If we could should we?
1: I think we should for the sole reason that he is a Supreme Court justice. Like,
0: Until we have torn down the use of a Supreme Court or built our own. Right. I guess we have to use the tools that we have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think he would flip back?
1: If the price is right.
0: If the price is right. We gotta buy his mama a new house. Right, okay. uh, we can't buy an old house like they did. We gotta buy his mama a new house.
1: <laughs> gotta buy his brother a house.
0: Yeah, we need whoever's responsible <laughs> for Clarence Thomas being a father. We need to buy them a house too. <laughs> right,
2: right,
0: <laughs> right. I um I want to write about this more, but this also connects to a larger idea I'm having about. Uh, I'm looking at these people. I'm looking at the conservative group who supported his wife, Jeannie Thomas. I'm looking at Harlan Crow. I'm looking at the Harlan Crow playing the tuition for Mark Martin. I'm looking at Horatio Alger. I'm looking at um, billionaires from Herx- Berkshire Hathaway, from oil companies, from right uh, wing conservative think tanks. Although all of these things I can put on Clarence Thomas, I'm also looking at the source of these things. Mm-hmm. Are there black versions of people trying to do the wrong thing? that's a good question. When I go to the, I think about the Toni Morrison support, right? Toni Morrison says that she always felt that we had the moral superiority. Mm-hmm. And I value that because Toni Morrison is somebody that I seriously value. Right. But is that an old blueprint? Are there any black folks who are doing the wrong thing in this lane? I know we have crime in which I have been very weird to be hard on crime because I feel like crime is a symptom of systematic disparities. Exactly. Right. But there are some, and then the crime that is not caused by systematic disparities could be linked back to mental mental health. I don't think niggas is doing crime for the sake of doing crime. I don't think that there is a there is a negro kleptomania problem. That's not what I think is happening here. Mm-hmm. A national Negro kleptomania problem. <laughs> That's not what's happening here. I think that is a offset of systematic of or a symptom of systematic disparities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to this other side of crime, where we have to do things that we need to do to survive, is anybody in this other echelon of crime? Are there any left wing progressive think tanks that are funding judges? on behalf of blackness now I know there are some liberal um, lobbyists and I think that uh, let's see here what's that boy who did uh, oh my god Uh, he's got arrested it was a big old Ponzi scheme it was under crypto it wasn't crypto.com it was the other one the boy named Sam what's the boy name Sam Bing Friedman yeah Mm -hmm. what's the name of the company
1: XD. wait did I just make that up say it again I wanna say XTF for some
0: reason. X something something. Yeah. Something that Steph Curry and all them folks was, was promoting. Yeah. Oh, somebody in the comments help us out. Oh Lord. Uh, uh, FTX. It's, X- F- F- it's FTX. Right? FTX, yeah. right, right. He was a I was saying he got caught up giving money to Obama, you know what I mean? So maybe maybe he was on the on the wrong side on the on the left side. But is anybody who's doing this strategic movement for black folks? Hmm. And then I gotta ask you the, the Jurassic Park question again. Should we? If we could, there are niggas with money now, right? So I'm looking with Jay Z with all this money, I'm looking at Tyler Perry with all this money, I'm looking at all these, I think it's like seven black millionaires, Rihanna, I'm looking at two with all this money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even the, the hundred millionaires, I'm looking at, uh, or Jordan with all his money, I'm looking at these athletes with all this money. And we don't necessarily, here's, a great, here's the great part about the strategic move of trying to buy back Clarence Thomas, right? You always, you notice through history, sweetheart, when it comes to niggas, the rules change every time, mm-hmm. every time. And so it is public knowledge. I, re- I read those things from you from Forbes.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no secret report. I didn't have to dig far. I Googled it.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm an investigator. This was very easy for me to find. Mm-hmm. I Googled it. <laughs> I read this before I even knew what the reports were. Right, I didn't even read the individual reports. I had a full, uh, uh consolidated list of things from Forbes.com. Mm-hmm. So if I can read it from Forbes.com, uh, a judge can read it from Forbes.com. Lawyers can read it from Forbes.com. The American people read it from Forbes.com. They have asked him to recuse himself to step down. He hasn't, as far as I know, there are very little ways that you can get a Supreme Court justice off of the bench. Mind you, this is not his first set of crime. He has already been found, uh, uh, was he found guilty for sexually harassing Anita Hill? If not, we already knew about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's already a thing. He already ain't been shit. So no, like, he he gonna continue to be shit. So, like, uh, it's not a secret that things are happening. But I feel like, why does it feel like if black folks tried to give Clarence Thomas $200 million, it'd be uh, we'd be arresting the black folks and Clarence Thomas would no longer be a Supreme Court justice. Right. Isn't that also a win? <laughs> Isn't that also a win if we can get Clarence Thomas off the bench?
1: But is he is he the direct problem? Like
0: No. No nope. yeah, right. Clarence Thomas is not the direct problem, but he is a problem. <laughs> and I want to bring it back to the beginning of the conversation. There will be a case for reparations in front of the Supreme Court whether it's through Tulsa or whether it's through the reparations that's going on in California or the reparations they're trying to pull out at Illinois, at some point, one of those white conservative groups are going to bring reparations in front of the Supreme Court and call it race-based economics, or whatever the fuck they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Do we want Clarence Thomas on our side, on their side, or completely off the bench? We have two answers, our side and completely off the bench. Yeah. I believe, now, and this is just my naïve, again, some be more logic now, I believe that if we put together some plausible money and present it to him publicly I believe the conversation then would be we need to get Clarence Thomas off the bench anything but to let these niggas win Hmm. that's just my two cents that's just my thoughts that's what I think could be the new blueprint if the new blueprint if the old blueprint is we're going to have the moral superiority then I think the new blueprint then I think the new blueprint my mouth been lazy since the voice over yesterday. <laughs> if the old blueprint is the moral superiority and you can take off okay. Clarence Thomas for this. If the old blueprint is moral superiority, then I think the new blueprint is using our moral superiority strategically to do the wrong thing to affect positive change.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If nonviolence was Martin Luther King's thought process in the sixties in order to, to sway ethical and public opinion, I believe that if Martin Luther King was here now, I think he'd say it's okay to slap a nigga once in a while. I think Martin Luther King would've also reposted a meme from the Montgomery uh, River Brawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i would be like, this is kinda cool, <laughs> right? So if we are in the mindset of post Montgomery, we, we will hit a nigga with a plastic folding chair. Can we all, can that plastic folding chair be $200 million that we present to Clarence Thomas to switch sides? Can we buy Clarence Thomas' mama's house? Can we get him an NBA ring? (laughs) (laughs) Can we take this nigga to Compton and you know what Clarence Thomas would absolutely love? You know what that nigga would love? That nigga would love to be honored amongst black folks. Can we all smile and grin for a night? (laughs) You know what I mean? Can we invite Clarence Thomas to the Rock Nation brunch? You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) Can we do these necessary things? You know what I mean? If niggas is gritting and bared over street beef, can we... (laughs) Can we try? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can we give it a go? That's all I got to say about it, sweetheart. We got in the comments. What you think about it? What you think about buying back Clarence Thomas? Is my logic making sense?
1: It's making sense, but... I'm, I'm still kind of stuck on the idea that getting rid of him, oh, yeah, I'm still kind of a little stuck on that.
0: Well, if we get rid of him and we, uh, if we get rid of him and let's say uh, old Joe and Kamala got another four years, then we can replace him.
1: But will his replacement be any better? That's that's my thing. Like,
0: well, he's you're dry. he was when I read this he was the only dis <clears throat> he was the only dissenting opinion against releasing records for Donald Trump during the January sixth investigation he is one of the seven of the three of he is one of the seven that overturned roe v Wade if there is there are what there are ten Supreme Court justices right now i don't know okay I don't. i don't know somebody somebody uh somebody would tell us different but i think we should ask the question
1: yeah
0: we're gonna write about it in a new blueprint newsletter i'll tell you that
1: mm. we, do have comments,
0: we got some comments we got some comments what the people got to say come on people
1: um well chris allen said no maybe you will get a tv show bruh that was in all caps <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And you know who gonna be on the show when I get there, right?
1: Nah.
0: <laughs> you know what, Chris? I talked to uh, uh, I talked to Mojo the other day, and uh, I was telling Mojo it has been such a beautiful thing to watch all the niggas who was on that farm grow. It doesn't seem like anybody at that time. We were all trying to plant seeds to become the people that we wanted to be, to see the dreams that we wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing all of us harvest those crops. I haven't seen anyone fall asunder, per se. Just mm-hmm. wanted to get that out there. What are the comments we got?
1: Chris also said, finesse God. Uh, Clarence is for sale indeed.
0: I'm saying all these black-ass bills that we could be playing off of Clarence Thomas. Somebody pay this nigga phone bill off so we can get uh, reparations. Come on, <laughs> man. <phone> bill. <laughs> Come on man. This nigga is not asking for a lot. He not. I didn't see no house in there. I ain't even see no Bentley in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't see no direct cash benefits. I ain't seen nothing that a progressive nigga would be like, "Oh, we need this to build more money." Right. All this shit is just ex- experiential. Right. this nigga spending money like a nigga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said he's a real-life billionaire in social perks. <laughs> Straight up. Right.
0: <laughs> Straight up. Got all the badges.
1: Facts. <sighs> And then he said, We're the Essence Fest tickets.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's what we would get him. The black version of these things, we would get this nigga Clarence Thomas a VIP package to the F- Essence Fest weekend <laughs> and when she can meet Beyonce. Right. Yeah. We need all that. And I you know what? Every nigga I need everybody to grin and bear it. Just, hey Clarence. Welcome back, man. <laughs> You gonna vote for reparations, right? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. This is fun. Woo! Welcome to the cookout. Woo! We inviting random white folks to the cookout. Invite Clarence Thomas to the cookout.
1: Oh lord!
0: <laughs> he could bring the trash ass potato salad that we could all talk about behind his back. <laughs> you know what? As I say that, if we buy back, if it works, it's not gonna go well. Because no. he gonna get mad at us very soon. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get mad at us very quickly. Uh-uh, they doing too much. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, uh-uh, but that's all right. Every time he talk about, every time he try to say we together, we are gonna point back to that uh, grand nephew. Whose baby is that? <laughs> the grandmother baby. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. Clarence Thomas, the grandmother baby. Get the fuck out my face, man. <laughs> we got more comments, sweetheart. Huh? No, that's it. That's it. Ah, right, you know what time it is, then. Exactly <laughs> time for us to vote on the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Oh yeah. But we only had let's see, we've only had one nominee or two nominees this week.
1: Who's the
0: second? Um I'm looking at I'm looking at LL Cool J mm-hmm. and Hip Hop Turning Fifty as a nominee. Mm-hmm. And also Ben Crump, who recouped his nominee from the from the <laughs> week before. So yeah. sweetheart. And I got to, you know, we got to hear from the people as well. Right now, we are considering our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. We have considered LL Cool J, who we consider the godfather of lyrical hip hop, which is the hip hop of the future, hip hop of now, is our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week in celebration of hip hop turning 50 years old. Or it is Ben Crump, who is the attorney general for blackness, who was fighting on behalf of the Fearless Fund on the most important case since George Floyd, or as important as George Floyd, which is the Fearless Fund case, which is our ability. To fund ourselves through American commerce without being uh criminalized for doing so is a very nefarious plan that the conservatives are having. So, sweetheart, those are your two nominees. Let me hear your consideration for Ben Crump. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, you know, I was a little, a little weary last week mm-hmm. to give it to him, but with the fearless. Oh, you
2: want to
0: hear my cus- my- You want to hear my cousin's uh uh uh, I asked, so I asked my cousin. At um, my cousin's a lawyer; she's gonna be on the, on the on the bench one day. I asked my cousin if we should have any concerns about Ben Crump. She sent us a note. You want you want me to read it okay. before I, before you give your uh, considerations? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on to the people. I got you, cuz. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Cuz says, honestly, I don't have one single thing against him personally at all. I think he definitely puts his money where his mouth is and has shown up for a number of families to provide competent representation. I think he's great. However, I naturally get nervous, concerned about black people who become the voice or image for a particular case and issue. He is known as the civil rights attorney and that black folks hire him when wrongful death occurs, which, don't get me wrong, is not a bad thing. Everything has a specific lane that they operate in. My concerns are more cautionary cautionary than anything. I hear he's getting a Netflix special and all that, which is great. Mm. I just get nervous when people who are necessary in the fight for justice become popular. I don't want him to start transitioning into something, into becoming more of a public figure than a great name, uh, and a great name than a black man that strikes fear in the heart of dirty cops when you see him walk in a room. I hope I'm making sense. I don't want him to stop doing the work to do the fame thing. And I feel like sometimes people, uh, we need working on the battlefield to start like how the general's quarters feels and forget that there are tons of soldiers who need to be trained to keep the fight going. Does that make sense? And which I said, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, also I'm not surprised and I don't really trust men at the moment so uh, I'm very I'm very hesitant to put my trust into a man because them Scarlet letters be coming out like hotcakes
1: right. I think those
0: are they got serious. Lizzo out the way god damn right and
1: white people love Lizzo white
0: people love Lizzo and now she can't perform at the halftime she had the same she on the same level as uh, Kevin Hart at the Oscars because <laughs> like,
1: she got, she got the song in oh I don't know maybe multiple songs in the Barbie movie she sure did Damn. <laughs>
0: Damn. Hey Barbie.
1: Right. <laughs> hey Barbie. But yeah, those are my concerns about Ben Crump is that it turns into more of basically what your cousin said. Him
2: yeah. as you Fame. Know, a personality, right? Right.
1: As opposed to actually advocating and doing the work for black people. Of course. Um but the fearless fun, you know, his work with the fearless fun kinda made me. Do the hmm, okay? <laughs> so, well, I mean, we'll see.
0: We'll see with Ben Crumbs. Right. You're still on, a, okay? I'm still so, side eyeing him a little. Okay, bit. Yeah. okay. So then, let me hear your consideration on what sounds like vote for LL Cool J in hip hop is fifty.
1: As far as I know, and you know, we we did. I think we did a little research. Yeah, he hasn't done anything wrong in the public eye.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's been married to the same woman for 28 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He got a couple kids.
0: Mm -hmm. Black woman.
1: Black woman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's an icon, a legend. Music, TV, film.
0: This is true. Right. This is true.
1: Unproblematic. And (laughs) And he was there in the beginning (laughs) of hip-hop. So...
0: So it's not. You know what? Not only is it not real, nigga. It's also not time. You know how niggas be saying like, "Oh, back in the day, you could do X, Y, and Z." Exactly. Come on, man. This man is some uh, years old. Come on, man. This nigga was at was that freak Nick. Okay, right. uh, it was in the 80s uh, right. and the 90s and the early it. 2000s. I ain't, heard hear I ain't heard a word. Ain't heard a word.
1: I'm not trying
0: to hear it. Ah, <laughs> oh, you heard that? Mm-mm, that's the black woman. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, so it sounds like that's the... We got any votes from the people? Uh, oh,
1: Chris Allen said fast. Got Lizzo out of here fast.
0: So it ain't Lizzo. <laughs> Damn. Lizzo got
1: smoked. Consistency is key. J is the mark of excellence. Right.
0: There we go. So it sounds like our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award goes to... <laughs> one of the forefathers of hip-hop, being credited as the originator of the hip-hop song, the modern hip-hop song that is the originator of the 16-bar verse. We have the king of consistency, a hit in three decades, wrapped a long biggie, and also in celebration of hip-hop turning 50 years old, because where would we be without hip hop. Where would our voice be without hip hop? We appreciate you LL Cool J. You are our Paul Robeson Negro of the week. Give it up for LL Cool J and hip hop turning 50 years old. Ladies, appreciate (laughs) you. All right Um, Scott, we have the comments.
1: Chris Allen said, Reverend may be more problematic, LOL.
0: (laughs) That's crazy, he a Reverend? (laughs) That's wild.
1: What's up?
0: <laughs> I don't know if I should say it out loud.
1: Does it have to do with.
2: Are reference
0: really that holy?
1: No. I think that's the point. Well, not the point, but it kind of seems to be. The case. Right. A lot of them say they used to <laughs> be philanderers or <laughs> out at the clubs or drinking, whatever. <laughs> And
0: turned over to God. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's what the disciples were. All the disciples were trash. And then they turned over to God. All right, for sure. this um, well, that's this we are. That's it. We got a Paul Robes and Nigga of the Week, LL Cool J, who turned 50 years old. Mm-hmm. I want to remind the people that we'll be off on Tuesday, probably Thursday as well. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We might come back with a special episode. We got some great things that we're brewing up. Um... Just as a reminder, you can always check out the New Blueprint newsletter. The next New Blueprint Parlor will be on September 2nd at the Small Wooden Box from 12 to 4. Make sure you come check it out. Pull up on time. My goal with these New Blueprint parlors is to eventually get you paid for attendance. That is the thing. We're going to pay you for attending and sharing your black-ass opinion. So we appreciate y'all watching. We're going to leave you with Black Boy Joy by my man, Detroit Rivers. Oh, we
1: didn't do the burning
0: question. Oh, Oh, sweetheart, I'm trash. It's okay. I'm I am trash
1: just, I could have just not <laughs> said
0: Oh my God, I almost—we've all—we've had so many consecutive times, but you know what time it is, though. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reminding me. It's time for the burning question for the Roach that I almost forgot, sweetheart. <laughs> Give me something inquisitive. We've had a good show today. Today we had a black fact in which we learned our original three names, mm-hmm. Nubian, Moore, and Negro. Mm-hmm. We talked about what was the first topic? Um, oh, um, we talked about some BMO logic. The queer wage gap. Yep. To talk about the the, <laughs> the queer wage gap and how niggas who are connecting uh, their commercial and commerce success to masculinity. Uh, you can't buy a, you can't buy a characteristic. Right. Masculinity is not a costume, my nigga. Right. Uh, and then we talked about buying back Clarence Thomas, and then we've had our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week, who was LL Cool J in the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop. So I need to know. It don't have to be connected to the show, but I need to know what the burning question is for the row.
1: All right. I thought you froze.
0: No,
2: I was trying to <laughs> rhyme, but you know I'm not a rapper. Um,
1: it actually is connected to okay. the show. Um, what would you like to be called, or what do you think we should be called?
0: You know what's craziest, we are.
1: Listen,
0: I think that's the first time somebody's asked me that. What? It's usually like phrase like, "Oh, you black or African American," like we we want to be called, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay, but mm-hmm. as 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 far as the actual preference, let's see here. A man called me a Moor, at the Juneteenth um, celebration in southeast at the Smithsonian mm-hmm. Museum. I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. i don't know if i'm one of those i don't know you know what I, before i answer the question i think i need to know more about what these things are i feel negro feels most appropriate but i'm trying to figure out why haven't i been calling myself a nubian i, I don't know i have to look into it more sweetheart you have given me a question that i do not have an answer to what about you you have an answer do you know
1: See it's I don't, I don't even know if it's complicated but I think I would like to be called something different than what I answered to if that makes sense.
0: What a thought. Yeah. Hmm. <coughs> you done stumped us both. Who would I like to be called? I don't know. Maybe at the Paul Robeson Negro of the Year Awards, that's where I denounce <laughs> my blackness. Hmm.
1: I kind of feel I do feel a little connected to Nubian though. Maybe more. I don't
0: I have no idea. I say, yeah. I have no idea. Research. Gotta do some search. Look, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That motherfucker just came up out of nowhere. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm lost because I ended the show and then we did the and then we did the burning question for the roach. All right, y'all. We're gonna leave y'all with uh, Black Boy Joy. We'll see y'all next Thursday at the earliest. Thank y'all for watching. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Watch the instant replay right here on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. Um, and then we'll see y'all next week Listen to the podcast Peace Good morning Hold
2: on tight don't let this feeling slip away oh. It's city, yeah Happy feelings feel Break a bed, believe Don't be amazed. amazed Find yourself Learn your joys and pray Live your voice and sing voice. The sounds in your heart Don't you worry about a thing And hey, don't forget your lyrics This is a reminder of joy Every time you hear it There's Just let you worry about joy It's you can wear we can it And they just want you share it Let love lose, don't fear it that black boy joy black boy joy upon your brain. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. One more time. Get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy, give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. Where I was raised, black boys was being destroyed. I grew up a black boy, they had stole my toy. Damn. Nobody put on my neck, so I do it for Floyd. Damn. Do it for Tamir Rice and for the underemployed. That's for right. the ones that gave back, communicated, deployed. I want to give you a rope so that you can abort. I want to oh. give you a hope so that you can avoid having to be a black man without no black boy yeah. joy. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again and black boy joy through all the pain black boy joy say it again one more time get this black boy joy up on your brain let this black boy joy give you some game black boy joy get up again and- Black boy Joy through all the pain. Black boy Joy say it again. For us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They funded our own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you endow. Cause the world incriminates us. Cause we endow, Are we afraid of our own kind? And it's really wild. I think they got us backwards. But I figured out it's easier to fit in than it is to stand out so i'm black boy joy when, when i'm cruising around and i'm black boy joy fresh hitting the town and i'm black boy joy dancing cleaning the house and i'm black boy joy when, when i go, go for a hike, a hike. Ben, Black boy- since I was riding a bike, my son, black boy, joy, and that's crazy to me. I was miserable going up. I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger and than I was able, able to see. So get this black boy, boy joy, joy up on your brain. Uh-huh. this black boy, boy joy boy, give you some game. Black boy joy get up again and black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. If this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy get up again and black boy joy through all the pain and the black boy joy say it again smile